There were all sorts of magic at play here at the carnival, because there always is. The carnival is a magical time. But this is a little different, because from around the corner of the carnival, you see shambling bodies as the once living clowns and carnival workers start to edge around the corner and you hear low and getting louder and louder with every step. The carnival zombies have arrived. (laughs) Oh no! back to myth takes where uh we were just discovered that we were stuck in a zombie circus so (laughs) back to find out what we do about that i am Lindsay. (laughs) i play noctis and i am here with uh your pod boss colin hello that's me and my my best uh non-human buddy morgan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <Hello. laughs> we're here. We've done it. We I, are the I supernatural like the adopted siblings, yes. and we like yeah. smashing things. Yes. I really like the implication <laughs> here because, like, I know that you meant Allie is non-human. Is non-human. But I really <laughs> I mean, like that. Like, then you said Morgan. I was like, interesting. Now the whole world knows that Morgan is also a Christian. This is yes. how the secret gets out. <laughs> you spilled my secret. Oh, God. <laughs> Dang That's it. my secret, Captain. I've always been a monster. I've always been a cryptid. <laughs> and black coffee at 11 p.m. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there was a thing going around the internet a little while ago about tired woman Starbucks cryptid, so that could be Morgan. That might be me. That I didn't see that, Morgan. but I'm going to have to look that up now because that sounds like it might be me. <laughs> they, it was the, very I, funny. Actually, all the research could just be about you, and you've been, you've been followed <laughs> for like three years, and you've had no clue. That's why I haven't heard about it, because they were just following me. They're behind you. Yeah. It's, like, it's object permanence. Every if you time. can't see them, you know, you don't know they're there. Exactly. Uh, well, yes, Lindsay, indeed, you have been discovered by the circus zombies. I am just now realizing, like, in this moment, that that is kind of a plot point of the movie, I think it's Zombieland, right? I think is that that's the name of the movie with... They, they do Sarah go to an and, amusement uh, park. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's true. It is an amusement park. But it's like very similar. And I realized, I was like, oh, uh-oh. I accidentally oh, yeah. kind of zombie landed the whole thing. <laughs> that's all right. But it's fine. We're more fun Listen, than Michael Listen, if there Sarah. was like, if there was, if there was no, zombies. Eisenberg, sorry. Oh, yeah. It wasn't Michael Starr. Um, if there was zombies, they would be at more than one amusement park. Like, Jesse Eisenberg doesn't get, like, the only zombie amusement park. Like, like what? Oh, you discovered zombies at the amusement park? Like, I don't think so. I think that I think that definitely <laughs> that is something that would occur multiple times in many places. Okay, Jurassic Park, but it's just zombies. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same. Like, it's like almost a shot-for-shot remake. But instead of seeing the boom, yeah, boom, right, you just still it's sit just there, the and eventually feet. you turn and you go, "Oh, the lawyer's gone." Instead of, <laughs> yeah, instead I of mean, the goat, <laughs> it, there's a lawyer, and the lawyer's bit, like the little rope, or whatever. Like, chain swinging, yeah. I mean, apparently they're trying to merge the Jurassic Park and the Fast and Furious universes. So, are I mean, you serious? Up, yeah, How? yeah. Okay. They're apparently trying to do a movie that merges Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious universes. That's fine. Just, yeah, I sure. want to point out, do Morgan, you want. Who Morgan cares? and I just had two extremely <laughs> different reactions. Because Morgan, like, Fran was like, whatever, man, like, that's bogus, whatever, just do whatever. I give it's up. It's movies, I give up. And I was like, okay, you know what, though? I would probably start caring about both again oh if God. you gave me Vin like, Diesel. Yeah. 
fighting a t-rex driving and like fighting (laughs) but then he becomes family with a group of dinosaurs oh my god and he's like he's family and then like a velociraptor jumps out and like eat someone's face is off. that not what happens with chris pratt i was gonna say he bonds with chris <laughs> pratt's uh velociraptor pack yeah i didn't yeah, but see we that can but get i knew that he chris had pratt now oh you know? okay great because so, he's you know <clears throat> yeah anyway. sure <laughs> anyway <laughs> oops uh like it's like it's it's you know like in star wars they always have those like little crawls of information in the beginning you do that mm-hmm. with this movie, and you got they go. Oops, Chris Pratt died in between movies. I mean, not Chris Pratt himself, the character. Yeah, whatever the name. character's okay. name is. Yeah, it's like Owen. He got or something cocky like, and was eaten by his raptors. And that's Johnny all Raptor say about it. is gone now. Oops, Joey T Rex has <laughs> done and gotten stepped on by a stegosaurus. Not in the fun way, though. Um, and uh, yeah, okay. So anyway, this is, this zombies. Is where, see, here we go. We we did our little, you know, two minute preamble of, of you know, bonk bonkerness. That's not a word, but whatever. Yeah. Of okay. bonkers conversation, and now we find ourselves in a very in media dimly, res. In media res. <laughs> yeah. So okay, I know that media res has like a specific meaning to me. I have sort of co opted it, and to almost make it more like resolution. As opposed to like in the middle of the show or whatever. Because to me, it's like I need a term for going from us talking in the studio to yeah. the form, the, the media the format. Yeah. You know, but saying in media format sounds stupid. Res, high res photos, things like yeah. that, right? So in sure. media res, that's what okay. I've done. Don't, stop coming at me sure. about my improper use of in media res. You know, sure. I'm. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, yep. Completely I, valid. I get Colin. it from from both directions. I get you using it. I also get we all have those things like people. Everybody uses decimated wrong, and it drives me bonkers. So we all have True. our things that we're just. Speaking of which, we should <laughs> decimate and then a hundred percentimate these zombies. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, just as before, just to sort of repaint the scene, the everything slowly shuts down and uh you feel kind of almost at ease right maybe you never quite understood why but the whole time you were here you felt uh, just a little uneasy about everything part of it may have just been hey you know we're not exactly human and we're out in public and we're you know around people what if someone kind of discovers it at first you think it's that the symphony of crickets, and it's like, ah, peaceful evening time. And then you realize that, ooh, it was the magic. The magic that keeps them all in place. Um, These are essentially to sort of paint the picture and to just sort of give the reasoning as to how this all happened, because I doubt we're going to end up in a situation where there's a monologue from the villain. Uh, these are all people who have been under his employ for years and years and years. And eventually, you know, the more that you sort of take over one's mind and run their whole thing, they eventually just sort of start to shut down. They can't, you can't control someone 24-7 and expect them to walk out on the other side completely fine. So essentially, he just continued to control them as their bodies perished uh and using magic and you know the power and uh the other type of magic right of of performance and spectacle everything seems normal until the power is sort of taken away and now they have been set loose and they are shambling around uh you could if you sprint make it to the tent no problem you won't have to face the zombies, you know, if you take off running. However, they will follow you into that tent. Oh no. So you will have a limited time to take out the ringleader and or just simply get people to safety uh, before the zombies start to come in and, uh, well, just sort of golden corral buffet. What do you do? Uh, 
Noctis turns to Allie and points at the tent and sort of says, you kill boss with a question mark. And like imply that I will hold the off out here if you want to go try and kill the ringleader. I mean, it's worth a shot, huh? And then I take off running. <laughs> and I still you shouldn't ever split the party, but I do like this idea. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's the thing that occurs to Noctis as being the most like civilians protected because if we just sit out right. here fighting all the zombies while he's doing whatever in the tent, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so I've still got right. my sword in my hand, yeah. and I turn to face all of the zombies while Allie runs to the tent. <laughs> oh, okay, we will do this sort of. We're gonna not necessarily do like every turn back and forth. What we'll do is we'll do probably a couple turns with each character, and then go back. A couple turns, go back, um, just to sort of yeah keep it from being kind of whiplashy. And also, if there's any kind of dialogue or interesting moments we're not like cutting it in half yeah Allie you run directly to the tent and you go in through the flap and uh, that's where you are Noctis do you take up station directly outside of that or are you trying to sort of lead them away like kind of gain their attention and keep it keep the pack from splitting into the tent um I am going to try and keep them away from the tent so Okay, so how do you, you know, essentially get their attention? How do you do this? Hmm. I'm outside of the tent. Uh, the car is still around, right? Mm-hmm. I go over and honk the horn a few times. Uh, sorry, final question. When they do sort of see you and get to you, do you start to maneuver them in a different direction or are you just sort of like holding the line here? Uh, it's kind of holding the line here. Okay. Uh, I need to actually, I'm going to just do a random number generator to figure out how many people I have. Okay. Oh God. Because <laughs> uh, essentially it's just going to affect, you know, how much you have to or how many people you'll have to fight. Oh my God. Okay. Stop. How many did you just generate? I mean, it, uh, what I did was I rolled two d twenty, and and I have forty people to fight. <laughs> no, uh, but I mean I still was kind of half expecting it to be still a fairly low number. It is twenty seven. Okay. That being said, uh, just as a preamble or whatever, you will get multiple attacks to their essentially one because they're slower, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't have a lot of hit points. Okay. And also, just to make sure that we're also, again, still all on the same page, because we we have talked about it before, they are like zombie zombies. They're not, like, under his control mentally kind of thing anymore. They were essentially kind of like live-action puppets, mm-hmm. but they're really dead. They're zombies. Yes. Like, straight up, like, movie zombies kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, yes. So, you know, if you choose to kill... It's not like morally you have done a terrible thing. Okay. Well, that's good because with 27 people, I don't think <clears throat> I have much room to go around maiming people, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only maiming them. Right. Um, and that, I, that's another reason why I wanted to make sure that you knew that so that it wasn't like you were. I didn't want you to be like playing against yourself, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, you already have a big enough challenge. You don't need uh, <laughs> like to then have one hand tied behind your back. Mm-hmm. Um, your big red hand. Yep. Um, okay. So let's go with Allie. Okay. You walk in, and it is pitch black in here. Yeah, I realized that after we cut the power. <laughs> um, and you can't see anything. Yeah. Although you sort of feel as if you are still the center of attention. The minute you walk through, so there's sort of essentially like two flaps, right? There's one that's outside and there's sort of like a smaller section that's kind of like the like backstage area, right? Uh, And then you walk into like the main section of the tent uh, and that's where all the rings are. And the minute that you walk through, 
it's like being in a mansion and like all the eyes and the paintings seem to follow you only Ugh. you can't see the paintings uh it is an uncomfortable amount of eyes on you um what do you do Okay, I, Morgan, can't remember, but would Allie remember what the name of the ringmaster guy is? Because I feel like he introduced himself or something, or but did that not happen? Like, he's got a name, doesn't he? Like, did, like he did wasn't it in name. the advertisements or something? Like, Oh, shit, he was. Okay, this is, this you is where... You didn't write that down? <laughs> here's where things have gone terribly wrong in my notes. I made up the name on the spot because I just always, in my, all of my notes... I have him just labeled as the ringleader in like Damn cap, it. you know caps, yeah. uh, and I came up with a name for him on the spot, and then do not remember. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna retcon his name <laughs> right now live. Okay. What should we name the great ringleader of this? Oh my god, group? I don't know. Um, Charlie. Here, McDunkle. ringleader names. Um. <laughs> Charlie McDungle? <laughs> well, I put a, a, a Dunkle, but Dunkle. that McDungle's fine. Charlie McDungle is perfect, too. Your Scottish necromancer okay. um, ring. No <laughs> mancer. Uh, okay, so Char- what was it again? Charlie McDungle? Charlie McDungle. Charlie McDungle, the ringleader extraordinaire. Uh, so, yes, that that's him. Uh, what did you want to know about him? Okay, so I walk in and I'm like, I'm like, okay, Charlie, I know you're in here somewhere and uh, just come, just come show yourself. Like, let's make this quick so I can kick your ass. And I yell that out there. Okay. Uh, You are met with kind of just, it's, I don't know how to describe this, and I don't know if I can actually do this sound, but I will, I can maybe try. But it is, oh, no. uh, it is the most unsettling giggle mm. you have ever heard. And it echoes through, and like, and here's the thing, right? Again, you're in a tent. Sound mm-hmm. should not echo. It shouldn't echo, no. Yeah. And yet it does. Ugh. You have entered his domain, Yo, so yeah. things are different here. Um, and you hear like a, ooh, 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 very interesting. I like the tough one act. And the thing is, is that sound at moments sounds as if it is right next to your ear. And then at other moments, it somehow also feels like it is forever away from you in oh this my room. God. Um, it is again, unsettling. Uh, And then you continue until you find yourself in the dead center of, like, the the center ring. You are, like, at the, like, center stage, if you will. You cut the power. However, two lights suddenly pop on. Well, at least there's lights. (laughs) You're not sure from where, because it yeah. is, honest to God, it is not from an actual spotlight. It is just a beam of light erupting from the sky straight down onto your location, lighting you up you know, clear as day. Uh, and you cannot see everything in the room around you, but you can see the first like two or three rows of people right. as sort of light sort of reflects off and into them. And then the further back you look, the more it just sort of sifts into just total, complete darkness. Uh, and the giggling continues, right? And again, just just as before, it's as if it is encircling you. You hear it in sort of like right next to your ear, and the second you turn to sort of look at it, it's now magically behind you and, you know, 30 feet up kind of thing. Um, it is... I, I mean, I don't want to speak for Allie, but I would imagine this is probably the most unsettling thing oh, Allie has ever sure. experienced. Completely. Uh, but also a little <laughs> bit irritating because she has a short fuse. So. Sure. Okay. So what do you do with this? Um, 
I guess I, t I just am kind of like turning slowly, you know, to kind of like get my bearings in a circle, a small circle, you know, like pivoting slowly. And, um, and I'm like, like, and I'm yelling, I'm not going to yell into my microphone, but I am yelling to him. And I'm like, what? So you're just not going to fight your own battles. It didn't take us very long to get through all your little helpers or whatever. So come and face me yourself. The atmosphere in the room shifts dramatically. Oh, no. <laughs> Again, it's, you know, late spring. So it's not really like hot outside or anything like that yet. Um, I mean, you know, it's warm uh, for, you know, for this time of year, but it's not like unbearably hot. You start to sweat. It feels heavy. And you hear, uh, this time, not in your ears, but you swear it is in your own head. No. You hear, ooh, a challenge, a fight, you say. Ooh, a fight that you want. A fight you'll get. Noctis. You are outside, and the zombies have, you know, started to approach, and the they're shambling up. Uh, and the first set of three, we'll say, they're sort of in a clump, uh, you know, come up at you. Um, one of them has clearly, like, a broken leg and is sort of walking kind of almost sideways and sort of dragging that foot. The other two seem normal. Um, one of them has its arms down. And the one, you know, furthest from you, essentially, in this little trio, uh, is reaching both hands straight out like it is reaching out to grab at you. Um, what do you do? Uh, I am going to use magic and try to set them on fire with my red right hand. Damn. Good. Okay. Starting off strong. So, uh, yeah. 13. Okay, uh, you do that. Does it say how much damage um, that does? Let's see. In use magic? Uh, plus two. Okay. Um, all right, so here's what I'm going to do. Just, I'm going to, for my own notes, uh, I'm going to say fire does plus two, and then I'm also going to say plus one for every round on fire. And uh, it also spreads uh, occasionally. Um, so we'll have to sort of see what happens here. So you do this. And so, okay, how does this look? You know what I mean? Like when you do that, is it just like it like comes out of your hand like a flamethrower? Is it that you have to touch them, but once you do, they erupt into flames? Yeah, you know, I mean, how, based how on how look? we've used it previously in the game, like when I barbecued the ghost and stuff, is that my hand gets super hot, mm -hmm. so it doesn't, like, shoot out flame, but once I touch them when my hand is, then they would ignite. So, I... Okay. Um, since they're really close to each other, I guess what we'll probably say is that you touch, like, the center one, and it erupts into, a f into flames, and so as it sort of reaches and sort of flails a little bit, it touches the others, and they also ignite. Um, they all suffer uh, to harm, uh, and so you'll get a second attack um, whether you want to attack this group or people behind them is up to you. Um, but, you know, if you move on from them uh, at the end of your next turn, uh, they will take another set of one damage from the flame. Um, and remember, they also don't all have a lot of hit points, so, you know, you can, it, you know, it's up to you whether you want to immediately take them out, or if you want to sort of let them, mold, uh, what's the word for it? Not molder. Is it molder? Smolder. 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 I was like, that word doesn't sound right. I was like, smolder, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, they're probably at least a little distracted with being on fire, and I'm trying to, like, distract and keep the most of them here, so I'm going to move on to the ones behind them. Okay. Uh, and so that is a set of two. This th With this one, I have a, a D4 that I just roll every time to tell me how many people you're going up against. So this one is two. And so what do you do with these? I am going to roll to kick some ass. Okay. And that is uh, plus my is, uh, 14. 
and oh I, I swing at them with my sword. Okay, and that does two or three? My sword does three. Okay, uh, you uh, kill these. So how does that look? Do you decapitate them? Do you just slice them in twain? What, what's, what do they look like? No, I, I swing because I'm trying to get both of them in the same swing. So I swing at their neck level, you know, trying to decapitate sure. them. And you know, we always paint this like as if it's like a movie or whatever. So it's definitely a thing of you see the sword swing like that, and then you see the feet as two zombie heads plop down mm-hmm. to the ground and then to their knees and boom, right? They're done. The zombies behind you take plus one of fire damage, and the fire does not spread. So they collapse onto the ground and they are still burning, but they are. Uh, no longer capable of, like, standing and moving and, you know, fighting. Okay. And we'll do one more round since you've actually been able to sort of take out most of them so far without any of them having an opportunity of attack. We'll do one more round of fighting. Uh, and this one is uh, another set of two. Um, oh, hang on. I need to mark down or down to 22 already. Um Okay, so is this kicks a mess? Is this magic? Is this, you know, paint, paint the scene for me. I'm going to use magic. I'm going to try and set these ones on fire, too. Okay. Um, oops, dice got away from me, and it is 10. Good Lord. Okay, well, you do that. They do, too. Uh, okay, and so they will get to swing out and attack at you. They both essentially do two damage, so that adds up to four. Okay. But because you have two armor... You only take two damage. Actually, you know what? I actually because have three how... armor. Oh, you have three armor? Oh, my God. Yeah. Never mind. Then you do one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, silly me. Okay. Um, and they are on fire. Okay. Almost like I do have to roll again. Okay. Um, just as a side note, the flame from these uh, has spread a little bit and has... Uh, caught like some of the surrounding area on fire. It's not like a, a immediate blaze or anything like that, but for example, um, should anyone tries to step through it, uh, they will also catch fire. Um, and so we'll, we'll figure that out on the next round. I'd have to see how they react. Okay. Um, but the fire is, uh, you know, starting to sort of create like a barrier almost. We will come back to you in just a moment. Allie. Hello. Charlie McDungle, Dunkle, sorry. Charlie McDunkle is all around you and yet right near you at all times. He's a magic little, you know, little fucker. So it He's seems like fucker. it's kind of hard to, to, to do some damage here. But essentially, at any time, should you want to attack um, based on how well you roll, will determine on if you turn around essentially in time to catch to catch him right so he okay so but i don't have eyes on him it, it you kind of do it's a thing where he's essentially moving very quickly and is okay. using tricks to make you think that maybe like it's an illusion or whatever like i mean he's using magic so you know right there's a lot of trick trick magic essentially happening so you can have eyes on him and then suddenly poof you know like a little pillar of smoke and now he's back in the wind for a moment until you track him back down kind of thing. In this moment, I will say, though, for the direct moment, you have eyes on him uh, as after the last thing he said to you, right, which was in your mind, another spotlight, again, magic spotlight, not an actual light, but just like a beam of light. And he is up on like a, uh, you can't see my hand, He's, he's up top. And he jumps out and grabs onto like a little, you know, uh, swinging, tra- not trapeze. What are those things called? The that's a trapeze. That's a trapeze. Oh, that, that's a trapeze. For se- oh, tra- yeah. I was thinking trampoline for a second. I was like, that's not a trapeze. <laughs> so yeah, so he's he's on like the trapeze stuff, and he's doing this, and uh, he is kind of up there, and he's swinging. So he's not terribly far from you. He's maybe 10, 15, 20 feet. I don't have 20. ranged attacks though, Colin. What's that? Is the problem? I said I don't have ranged attacks though. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say this, but I'm, I was going to say this earlier. When you went into the tent, you didn't have to pass by the car. So in okay, my head, so then I, maybe I did grab it. Okay. In my right. head, I assumed that you 
grabbed it on Perfect. your way in because it was it was I mean it's right by the entrance. Okay, great. So, All right, well we'll wreck on that. I I do have ranged attacks now. Also, you have somehow managed to create the most irritating villain in any <laughs> Myth Takes arc ever. I hate him so much. Uh, he he was so much fun to write up and. Uh, discovering you know, like what his voice is and what he does and also uh, i love how every time you do the voice you tent your fingers together as well to like oh, get into because the character he's, he's magical he's very it's exciting amazing. it's amazing and that's um, okay. absolutely what he does like you know he's he, yeah oh sure he's very yes. giddy and he's very happy Ugh. with the information you know um, i hate him he's like three foot tall as well i want to point that out oh i hate him so he's much. so short and he's got a giant top hat on <laughs> it's like the mayor from uh from uh, fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. It is. I mean, it is pretty much like that, but not as uh, not as stout. Oh, okay. Uh, and most most of it is because I mean, not that you can't do stunts if you're stout, but uh, it's that he's very he's very small essentially. So he's mm-hmm. he's uh, meant to be able to slip through things very quickly. Okay. So well, then I'm gonna aim and fire, and take okay. a fucking shot. Uh, we'll start there because he needs to get down from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and roll right to kick some ass. Ha <laughs> 14. Okay. And I want you to that do... That is three harm. I want you to do one more thing for me. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to inflict plus one harm, so it should be four harm, actually. But okay. Okay. Yep. I would also like you to roll... Oh, it's three damage? Oh, I had written as two. Sorry. Shotgun is three, yeah. Uh, my bad. Okay. Uh, I would like you to roll a D4 as well for me. Okay. Two. Okay, nothing else happens. Um, Basically, I have added a new component to your weapon, where essentially, if you get a four, uh, the buckshot of the shotgun uh, does other things, basically. Oh, shit. Whether it's damage to, like, another enemy, or Mm -hmm. if it's extra damage, or if it's, like, it breaks something, it kind of depends on the scenario. But but at this point, it's just a, a direct shot. Uh, you, it's almost like, um, you know, the game duck hunt, like the yes. old NES, oh, it's yeah. almost like that. You know, he's doing all these trapeze things and he's, you know, laughing and like kind of toying with you, uh-huh. uh, but you just at the right second, and I'm like, like uh, as, as he this. does like a somersault <laughs> in the air right before he can come down because he has nowhere to like kind of really yeah. go other than to yeah. reach out for this thing. You take advantage of that and pow. You get him. He does catch the thing, but he catches it with one hand and another hand reaches to his side as he goes, oh, that one smarts. Um, and, uh, you ready to come down yet, you tiny little bastard? He, <laughs> he, he swings to another thing and he says, you want me to come down? I'll come down. And he <laughs> essentially does a cannonball from like 15 feet up. Uh, because you chose to do extra damage, you are going to take harm here. Uh, And he, you know, basically, you know, you're trying to keep an eye on him, and before you can even, like, really think about what he's actually doing, he has essentially done a cannonball directly on top of you uh, and flattens you to the ground. My Um, head. How much is your armor again? I don't have, oh, I guess. You have one Well, I don't have armor. It's just that I suffer one harm less. Okay. That's all um, it is. So, I mean, I guess one is would that be? Yeah, because it's not I described as armor. So. I actually, uh, you know, so I wrote down what his different moves do, but I actually didn't write down like cannonball or like, like that type of move. So I'm just gonna say that does two. Okay. Um, because I don't want I don't I don't think that would do more damage than some of his magic, but I do think a body falling on you from quite a few feet up would yeah. would do something. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, so, okay. So he's now on the ground. He, you know, flattens you and then he just immediately pops up like almost like a cartoon character and and he's sort of like running away, but he doesn't run very quickly. Uh, so he's, you know, just sort of his little feet are kicking around and he's, he's, uh, you know, booking it away from you. Uh, you have an opportunity to attack again. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to get up and I'm going to attack with claws this time because I want to get him in my hands. So are you oh oh, oh, not not Things feeding. are going so going well. Anyway, what? Nothing. Oh, so you're like just like, okay. Well, I mean, I, if I'm able to hit him with claws, then at least that means I'm closer to him. So I, I, don't, I don't actually want to grab him, but just hit him. 
Um, so I reach out and take, or I run up and take a swipe for 15. God, okay. And I'm adding devastating to that, so normally <laughs> it's two harm, and we're going to do three harm today. It's probably for the better. He has a lot of health. I'm so over him. <laughs> um, and I mostly added a lot of health, A, because you're both tanks, and also, yeah. two, um... I, I wanted him to just be annoying for, for <laughs> yeah. a little while. No, so it's great. I, I love it. I, I, I was like, if he goes down too easily, then it's we don't no have, fun. you know, fun little bits. Uh, so you slice him up and, you know, do you just like, like rake him across the back? Like, how does this yeah. look? No, that's it. It just run. It just basically, I get up and I, you know, sprint towards him. And as soon as he's within arm's reach, just to rake across the back with one hand, um, you know, and then. I feel like a normal person might fall if that happens, but, you know, I don't know. Um, but, you know he, I mean, you're the keeper, so. He doesn't exactly <laughs> fall, but he, he does kind of stop running away from you for a moment to sort of turn and look at you. Uh, and he does say, that's what I get for turning my back on you. Oh, you hit hard. And then he says, but don't worry. I hit harder. Uh, and <laughs> oh, he reaches into his little jacket and he pulls out what looks like a revolver. It's not like a gun gun, though. It is very clearly yeah. like a toy gun. And he aims it at you uh, and says, my turn. And he pulls the trigger and a little flag pops out that says, bang. Uh, and at first, nothing happens. And you go and, you know, I imagine it just kind of like that. You're like, that's stupid. And then you hear the sound of a bullet. Like, you hear the sound of an actual gun ring out, and uh, you feel as if you've been shot, although no bullet has actually uh, you know, rung out. Uh, yeah. Because this guy's a little psychic little motherfucker. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. essentially, it's psychic damage, but he yeah. makes you think that you've been shot. Uh, right. So that does, that also does two, two, uh, two harm. I started to say damage and harm at the same time. I'm going to say darmage, <laughs> uh, which is not a word. Um <laughs> Okay, we're gonna do. No, okay, sorry. He, the last thing that happens in in this moment, is he says, "I think you're a little out of your element," and we cut back over to Noctis. Noctis, I need to roll real quick for the fire. Oh, God. Uh, the fire Good does gosh. spread again. <laughs> um, now a set of four zombies. Uh, have all caught fire behind uh, the set that you were just looking at. So I need to mark those down now. Uh, the They are all on fire. They already have taken one harm. Uh, essentially, any hit from you will immediately drop them. Um, so if you can get a successful move off, it doesn't matter if it's the hand or one of your weapons, because of the one damage, like either of any of your attacks okay. will. I'm going to roll to kick some ass and take a swing at them with my sword, and that is a 15. <laughs> God. I have, I've got to find a way to, to stop I these tanks. I have plus I'm three on both uh, weird and tough, okay. so it's... <laughs> I got I to gotta start finding a way to make you roll charm. I was going to say, that, that is my weakness. You know, I have like, minus charm, and I only just, with leveling up, it, brought my, there's a way my sharp to, up to... to even, you know, so. Well, we have to get Noctis to go on a date with one of the monsters. <laughs> and, and then it's Roll and Charm. A date to, to like, yeah. bar yeah. trivia. Charm. And that will be Noctis' yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, can Noctis successfully order a drink, uh, you, know, at, you know, at the bar with this, you know, with this other cryptid or whatever? Uh-oh. Nope. They have ordered holy water instead. And now <laughs> both, of the, both of you are drenched. Um, no, okay. So, uh, yep, so you take those down. That is already uh, down to 18. So you've already taken out nine of these things. Like, see how nice. fast these suckers are <laughs> dropping? Um, however, I will say that the fire, you know, did spread. So the, the, the lane of fire is larger. Um, let's see. Let's do another roll of the D4. See what you go up against. Three. I have not rolled a single one, which is interesting. I've, I've done two, three, and four every time. Uh, so another three uh, kind of come up to plate, if you will. Uh, what's what's the move here? Um, I'm going to try the move that I just got when I leveled up, which is Mayhem, 
which is where I grab a nearby large object and use it as an improvised weapon. Um, and then I have to roll to see how much damage it does and if I cause any other effects when I do it. <laughs> What's the item that you're picking up? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's a fairground, so I'm assuming there's lots of big, like, poles everywhere to, like... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to grab a big pole. Um, I'm going to set the end on fire with my red right hand, if I roll twice, with, and then swing it at the zombies. I so, thought thanks. you were going to pick up the Toyota Camry <laughs> for a second, and I was like, okay, it has been damaged. It technically can still drive. I was like, if you use this, it is for sure totaled. And you we'll will just have to take a up. lift home. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you will have to Uber. Um, so, okay, so you, yeah, so you take down, like, a maypole kind of thing, uh, and you, like, just sort of snap it like it's a twig. I mean, it's not hard. Uh, you probably could just dip it in the little barrier of fire. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll just light just, it on it's fire. On, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, swing to show me. I'll tell you what, swing to show me the damage, and if it's high enough, I will add more people that get hit by it. Okay. Uh, that is a seven. God, okay, and that's like, I guess, out of 12, right? Yeah, so it it's, uh, I if it's uh, below seven, I use it exactly as I want. If it's between seven and nine, I have to pick one side effect. And if it's over nine, then I have to pick two side effects. So the side effects of using okay. mayhem are, you hurt somebody nearby as well as your target, you make something about the situation worse, you lose control of your improvised weapon, you cause massive property damage, or your improvised weapon breaks. So. Wow. So the glitch that we go with, is it that you pick it or does the DM pick it? Uh, it just says pick one side effect, but it does say to like determine the like which category of weapon it is because it has four with the uh, game master. So, gotcha. Okay, because um, I'm I'm trying to think of like basically like what we could do in this in this. Oh, real quick, tell me what those are one more time. Sorry. Uh, you hurt somebody nearby as well as your target. You make something about the situation worse. You lose control of your improvised weapon. You cause massive property damage or you break your improvised weapon. So I could use it for that one swing, but that would be it because it broke. I mean, I will allow you to use it again if you want. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, I will make you a deal. Right? Hmm. I will say, I will let you essentially make that roll better and you know you can either use one glitch and have it attack the three zombies in front of you or if you would like it to hit double that amount and have it hit six people uh i will add a second glitch to it that will, and that one would be like my my pick and then you get one of your pick okay i will make it hit six zombies. And okay, and what's the glitch that you want to use? I will pick uh, that it breaks the weapon, so I can't use it again. Okay. Uh, the one that I am going to have it do is make the situation worse, or, or however that was worded. Uh, and the fire, because it was on fire on the tip, you, you know, sort of like swing this, and the fire spreads uh, twice as fast as it did with other rolls, and now I don't have to roll for it. <laughs> uh, and it is uh, has made a lot of the area in front of you into your side on fire. Uh, you now only have 12 enemies left. You start off with 27. You've essentially done a little over half, uh, and their numbers are dwindling quickly. Uh, the fire, however, is getting worse. I would like for you to act under pressure for me. Uh, seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't suffer, like, any harm or whatever, but, like, this is the sort of, like, the worst outcome. Uh, the issue that we have now is that you have six of those remaining 12 are in front of you, and the other six are behind you, and to your side is the fire. So essentially, at some point, you will definitely come under harm because you can't take out 
both sides at the same time, and you can't exactly run mm-hmm. to try and get new footing mm-hmm. because there's this fire. Okay. Uh, so the last thing we see of this scene for a brief moment is Noctis realizing that they're effectively surrounded. Um, they're not super strong, so it, it shouldn't, you know, kill Noctis, obviously. <laughs> But it's also not a fun situation to find oneself in. I mean, getting bit in in general isn't fun, mm-hmm. but a zombie who bites just a little harder is, like, not great. Uh, we cut back to Allie. Okay. Allie, uh, you are standing not far from Charlie McDunkel, uh, and he has just psychologically shot you. Um, yep. What do you do? Um, I do life drain. I'm going to feed. Um, so that's my plan. Real quick, can you read me part of how hate, life drain hate works? the way your face looked when well, no, I said that. Is, it, um, I just want to check something. Okay, well, so here's the thing. I have the curse and then I have life drain as a move. So life drain itself as a move says life drain, one harm, intimate and healing. Have to be intimate, uh, like. Okay, so you're not feeding, you're just doing life drain. Right, but feed says you must subsist on living humans and it must be from people. Okay. I'm gonna let you know right now. You He's cannot, not a people. You cannot feed off of Charlie McDunkel. Well, no, sorry. I sh- I should reword this. You can feed off Charlie McDunkel. However, if you don't roll, sorry, I would make you act under pressure. And if you don't roll well enough, he feeds on you. Ooh. So, that's a risk you would have to take essentially. But if you feed, you can take more, right? Is that true? No, I oh, don't think so. For some reason, I thought one of them no. was stronger They're than totally the other. They're totally separate. Yeah, I know. No idea why I thought totally, that. Well, I shouldn't totally have played my separate. cards then. Damn. Okay, yeah, you shouldn't um, have. Well, now you just know. Uh, so, but Allie doesn't. Morgan Allie does. Doesn't. Uh, Allie, Allie would do it, which is annoying. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so you life drain. So let's see how that rolls. So I have to roll an attack for that. Yep. Which is a nine. Okay. Um, okay, so tell me tell me what happens when you attack and you get the So sniper. he, you know, just did his shot or whatever and I'm, you know, basically just Terminator style ignoring it and just keep going towards him and just kind of like that's it, just get in close and maybe like put a hand on him or something to like hold him still and lean in for the Dementor's Kiss life drain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what that looks like. And then do it. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> okay, so the way that this works is, is he, you know, gets to do like an attack back, but there's also, because of what you're doing, since it's a seven, right, it's a mixed success? No, it was a nine, thank you. Isn't a nine still a... Yes, but I'm just saying I rolled a nine, not a seven. And oh, that's sorry. My, that my bad. It was seven that. through nine. Is, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's still a mixed success. It's just a better okay. mixed success, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, it's like, I didn't do it right, but at least I did it better than other people did, right? Exactly. Um, so, I think that what I'm going to choose to do is, is instead of causing harm, he is going to effectively use magic because this is essentially like a worse outcome and you're not going to know what it did oh no he has done do i get something. my life point back yes you do get a life point back <laughs> dope <laughs> but during this time he realizes that he's under attack uh he what we see right like as the viewer but ally does not see it because ally is sort of in the moment and focused on this yeah. As you're doing that, he realizes that he's, you know, having this moment and he has a free hand and the viewer, if, you know, again, we always act as if this is like a TV show, right? Yeah. There's a close up for a brief moment of him forming different hand motions and sort of waving it. And then he flicks his wrist and there's a little fling, 
kind of like almost like fairy <laughs> dust kind of sound effect uh-huh. um, that obviously Allie does not hear. It's again, it's just for yeah. the viewer. Um, he has cast a spell uh, right. in that moment and something has changed in the room. But you do okay. not know what yet because you are in you are in an intimate moment. I'm in the you middle, have not, yeah. Basically, uh, what it is, is is something has changed, but you have not seen it yet. And that's okay, what that great. is. Okay, uh, great. Cool. You have a moment to attack again. All right, I'm going to do claws this time. So basically, leaned in for that, going to kind of step back and just open hand claw smack right across his, I don't know, his fucking face. Why not? Okay. Uh, roll the roll the move. That was a nine again. Um, okay. So what we'll do is I think to paint this picture a little bit easier is that he will essentially attack you first ver- okay. versus, you know, you attacking him. So he, you know, because you've been doing this live train, he essentially uh, turns and he pulls out from behind his back out of nowhere a comically large baseball bat. Of course, of course and he, does. he clocks you, right? Yeah, great. Uh, to sort of get you off of him, and he's yeah, kind of panting for breath a little bit. So good, you turn and you do exactly what you say. You yeah. you know slash across his face, and he has uh, now four very long scratch marks down the side of his face. Uh, one Question. of which covers his eye. Yes. Okay. Am I still inflicting full harm? Even though it's a mixed success. I think so. I mean, it doesn't okay, do good. less damage, does it? No, that's what I was. That's what I was checking. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would imagine that because you have a move that specifically adds one to it, don't, don't you? So I'm at. I am doing that this time. Uh, so it's going to be three harm for him. And is that just something that you get to do every time, or is that like specifically? Yeah, when you no, roll it's well just. Enough? No, it just says when you inflict harm, you may inflict plus one, which means oh. I decide if I do it or not. Okay, well then, yeah. Only when you, I get to inflict harm. So. If you want to. Uh, and okay. so that does so it's gonna be three, three damage. Mm-hmm. Hang on, gotta look at his health. Colin, I'm devastating. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's yeah. No, I am sure. devastating. Um, he has uh, for the first time you've actually drawn blood. Good. Uh, and it doesn't move like human blood. It, oh. it kind of it's kind of like an ooze almost. Of course it's, it is. Um, like kind of like a dark green kind of brackish you know and it's you know dripping down from part of you know from one of the you know you you got him good but like it's not like all four spots are are bleeding right but there's like yeah. a couple spots where it cut just a little bit deeper and so he's got just some driplets and stuff and he uh you know some of it gets in his mouth and he spits it out and he says okay yes i see why this was going to be so much fun the praise <laughs> about you was not underrated what the, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and we cut back one last time to Noctis. Noctis. Uh, Noct. Uh, I roll to kick some ass uh, with my sword at the zombies in front of me. Because um, there's six in front of me, six behind me, right? And that's all that. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep. and that is a 12. Okay, so, yeah, so you easily take out, uh, it's essentially just, you know, like a, I don't know, like, I just feel like almost like an anime, right? It's like, (laughs) Noctis is like, and then just, (laughs) six zombies, you know, just, uh, fall to the floor. Uh, and before you can turn around, um, they all, the, the, the rest of them, uh, sort of stockpile on you. Um. I would like you to act under pressure to see if you can sort of stay standing as six zombies essentially all pile on top. Okay. Uh, Nine. Nine. Okay. There is a worse outcome. I think this is the one that makes the most amount of sense. Uh, They do... Let's see. So there's six of them. So I'm going to roll... D6, just for this to make sense. Five, which would be cut in half to, we'll just say three. You already take out three, right, because of your armor. Um, but what happens is, is you are now, you are uh, struggling to stand, right? You are oh, no. essentially on mm-hmm. one knee, 
right? And you are trying to keep them at bay. The issue is they have all jumped on your back and they are trying to take you out. Uh, and the fire has spread and it starts with the pants leg of one zombie and it begins to take over. Uh, you end up not taking any damage from these zombies because you're doing a pretty good job of fighting back at them. However, your armor only withstands the zombies attack and you take two damage of fire. Uh, and if you, on uh, in your next attack, cannot get away from them, you will take another mm-hmm. ignoring armor piece of like fire damage, essentially, because you have now also uh, caught a flame, essentially. Okay. Um, and the fire around you has spread. Essentially, you are now in a almost a U shape. There's only one exit, essentially, as the flame has begun to spread. And uh, so let's do, I mean, I, I probably just kick some ass, right? That probably makes the most amount of sense for like a, a strength yeah. contest. And it's also what you're good at, so. Uh, that is 15. Oh my God. I mean, see exactly <laughs> what this is. So yeah, you easily get them all off of you. Um, yes. They are all down, all these six are down to their last hit point. They're also on fire. So technically if you were to stop, drop and roll mm-hmm. and then get away, by the next turn, they'll just die because of the fire anyway. I do need to roll one last time for the fire, though, to see if it spreads, because if it does, lucky. Uh, and also, I want to point out, you got very lucky with using the move that you did earlier, because there were two scenarios in which uh, Vladimir would have either died from the fire spreading or the zombies could have zombified him and he would have come back at full health and a zombie. Uh, But you have managed to take all of the zombies out. You are now sort of standing in a like flame mostly circle. Uh, uh, You've taken a total of I think only three three damage, damage. right? Maybe four? Yeah. Yeah. So you're still, you're not unstable yet or anything like that. So you're still standing. You're doing pretty well. And you have taken out 27 <laughs> zombies all Holy on your own. crap. Noctis is formidable. Uh, Noctis has not had a single bad I'm fighting. I'm so middle. Um, uh, it's incredible. Allie. Oh, no. You have not been so fortunate. Nope. I would like for you to tell me what you do next. Um, I want to, I want to pin him. Like, like I need information from this dude now. Cause he just said some troubling shit. Um, as though he knew about us and was expecting us and set this all up to lure us in. And I don't like that. So what I would like to do, like, I feel like, like he's got magic, but I feel like I'm stronger than him because he is a small person. Uh, and I feel like if I just pinned him, I could hold him down at least until he magics me or something. Okay. And just kind of like what strong arms some info out be? of him. I feel like it would be kick some ass personally, but that's just me. Like, because you know, to like tackle somebody. Yeah, that's, like, fair. Yeah, that's true. It's, so it's like an unarmed attack basically. Exactly. Like, so I don't need to, like, cause okay. harm, but I can at least grapple him, you know? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because one of the effects can be push them where you want them, so. All right. Yep. I'll allow that. Okay, so that was a 13. Okay. Um, And so, basically, as soon as he says, you know, what he said, I just tackle him to the ground and, like, hold him down with my, you know, my hands on his, like, shoulders or something. Okay. And I say, what did you just say? Explain yourself right now before I fucking kill you. And he... Hmm. Okay. She's acting extremely unfazed, but she is quite phased, just so we're clear. <laughs> I mean, you've done a very good job here, right? But... Thank you. I would like for you to roll manipulate someone. Oh, Okay. Uh, when I manipulate somebody, that's 
pretty smart actually to roll that. But anyway, when I uh, manipulate, I roll plus weird instead of charm. Okay. That's a 10. Okay, so they'll give you the information basically. Okay. So you manipulate someone. And I know this isn't exactly like the other move that you use when you essentially, for lack of a better term, dominate men. Um, (laughs) But I mean, like when you do something like this and you're kind of pushing someone to the limit and manipulating, does it still like glowing eyes kind of thing? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty much the same. It's just not as like, I don't know, explicit. Like manipulate someone is more like, or sorry, it's called unnatural appeal. So basically like my aura just... I can turn up the power on that a right, little bit right. so that but somebody this is, is more, more like, compelled. This to is more cooperate. like intimidation, basically. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah. it's still like the glowing eyes, but like it's not yeah. like glowing eyes. It's like no, it's eyes. definitely like you feel compelled right. to like do what I'm saying right now, rather than me actually taking hold of you and controlling your mind. The power of Ali compels you. Okay. Um, <laughs> so good. So <laughs> he chuckles, and he says. Ooh, spicy. You should have bought me dinner first. I was like, okay, I'll play your little game. And he looks at you back, I mean, like directly back into your eyes. And his eyes also sort of begin to glow. Not quite in the same way. (laughs) In a different way, right? This is kind of like a magic person to magic person. I'm sort of showing you myself. Yeah, yeah. Um... And he says, I said that your praise has not been understated. Uh, and he lets that sort of sink in for a second. And he says, um, we were told to keep a very special eye on the two of you. You two are very dangerous. And he says, but you've made it easier for me. Thank you. He winks at you, and poof. He suddenly, your, like your hands that were sort of pinning him, they're on his body. Suddenly, they are touching the ground. Damn it. And he is standing beside you, and he says, Bye-bye now. Oh, and no. he takes off his hat. And the <gasps> magic spell that happened earlier. I was going to take off his hat for my next move if I was able to. <laughs> Anyway. (laughs) Well, it would have been very interesting because underneath his hat is something that you've seen before. At one point, you were uh, in a attic of a church and you were fighting for the life of Officer Riggs and your father and some stranger and you barely kept TJ alive and in the end, the creature that you fought... Uh, jumped through a giant hell gate, a portal of sorts, right? And it ran away. What you see is, is he takes off his hat and it begins to grow. The what? spell that he, you know, ran earlier was he opened a portal and his hat essentially is now just like a giant circle, right? Like he's holding up like a, like almost like a backdrop, Right. And when he says, bye-bye now, he swings his hand like it's a net, and Allie disappears. What? Noctis comes running into the big tent, just as the little ringleader, Charlie McDunkle, wiggles his fingers and says, toodles, and then the hat closes in on himself, and whoop. Noctis is standing, in the middle of the big tent as about a thousand people suddenly come to to a tent and carnival that has no power and is on fire. Noctis is alone.
Mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast Unnatural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh-warmed pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about, and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.